morning. Welcome back to the Daughters of the Moon podcast. We're grateful that you can join us again. And we have a special guest, Leah Marie Surna. Um, she is a yoga instructor. Uh, so yoga involves being devoted to living a life of self-discovery, to be willing to look inwards and to experience the freedom of a peaceful and joyful existence. Leah's Into Yoga opened up 30 years ago when she began to awaken to self-healing and interconnection. She was introduced to Hatha Yoga and Meditation during an extended stay at Muktanada's Brahma's Ashram. Hopefully I didn't wreck that. <laughs> the sacred Tansa Valley in India and maintained the sense of connection over the years through her continuing yoga practice. She has also attended many Vipassana 10-day courses in Merritt, BC in Alberta to explore the depths of meditation more intensely. Leah is trained to 500 hours teaching level and has been teaching yoga exclusively for the past seven years. Nutrition goes hand in hand with yoga. She also graduated at a certified holistic nutritional consultant for the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition in 2011 and trained for 300 hours as a yoga and Ayurveda wellness consultant. Leah was born and raised in Alberta, Sherd Park, and then Farintosh. And in her child raising years, she lived on the west coast of BC for 20 years, 16 of which she lived on the Bowen Island with her husband, two boys, and two stepchildren. Five years ago, she and her family moved back to Alberta and feel happy to be back on their prairies under the big skies. Currently, Leah is a co-owner, studio manager, and is teaching yoga classes at Studio 9 in Cameron's, Alberta. So... Welcome, Leah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're really glad you could sh share some space with us today and, and just talk maybe about some of the benefits of yoga. And I mean, myself, I love yoga. I do yoga once a week at the moment. And we've been to your studio to do a sound bath meditation. And we were which, there for yoga too. Yes, we did go there yes, for yoga. Yes, we did go for perhaps. yoga. It was last year, I think we went for one. Yeah. So, so we've been there. <laughs> <laughs> yes well the the studio studio nine has been through a little bit of a journey it was formerly known as sacred arts yoga in uh, cameras there on main street and uh, during the pandemic a big shift and change <laughs> happened <laughs> and so now currently it's studio nine and um just a little info on why Studio 9 is because number nine, I don't know if you've heard of the Enneagram. I have. Enneagram, and also just in numerology, um, the number nine is known as the peacemaker number. And uh, in the Enneagram, I'm also a number nine. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so, so it just felt perfect um, as a name for a yoga studio and also for something that I'm involved with because peacemaking is uh, pretty high on my list, <laughs> being in the yogic realms of existence here. Um, yes, and yoga, gosh, I could just go on. I'm going to go on. Okay. <laughs> on yoga and the benefits of yoga. And if I could share just a little bit of my journey. Absolutely. Um, especially my introduction to yoga in India in my 20s so that was about 30 years ago i'm giving myself away <laughs> you are <laughs> myself away here so that was around like 1993 i ended up at the ashram and the muktananda ashram you did a 
a good job. Good job. <laughs> the names are not easy. No. <laughs> um, if you've ever seen the movie Eat, Pray, Love, or read the book, yep. She's referring to that ashram in her book and in the movie. Okay. Um, Muktananda was leading and Nityananda before him. And then when I was there, there was a woman who was present and her name was Guru Mai. And um, she was in the family. She came from the lineage. And so she was actually leading at the time. And it just so happened that she was there while I was there, which created a very powerful experience for a 20 year old who's just like so malleable <laughs> to just see her wandering around. And we would talk about her and just, you know, try to spend time with her. And um, somebody told me that she did 108 sun salutations every day. And wow. sun salutations are they're a fairly complex flow movement that they would do in the mornings facing east towards the sun and that just blew my mind i thought 108 <laughs> <laughs> yes I, right i remember a yoga teacher like a few years back she said that she says well really the perfect would be to do 100 and sun salutations in the morning i'm like are you out of your mind <laughs> i mean they're beautiful but a lot of work yeah yeah so then i i just i realized that she was quite a powerful woman um on a mission and um my experience at the ashram was was really profound um every morning we would get up at 4 a.m and we would chant the guru gita which is a very long chant <laughs> i remember holding my my little book and my eyes are closing and just thinking wow like what is this <laughs> but something was really starting to happen in me and then with the yoga that was my introduction to yoga I, I think I had taken some baby yoga when I was very young that my mother had enrolled me in which I don't remember very clearly um so doing the yoga really introduced me to myself and to my body and my limitations of my body and moving in these different poses and shapes you know you're making triangle shapes some of the shapes have names of animals in like downward dog and this was very curious to me because why would they model these movements after animals mm -hmm. <laughs> right so lots of questions arising and just noticing that day after day, we were there for two months, um, I started feeling really good in my body and that I had more clarity of mind. I felt like I was getting in touch with something spiritual, but I didn't quite understand what that was. I was raised as Roman Catholic. So kind of that internalized sense of spirituality was, was foreign to me because I was constantly looking, you know, out, outward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. Um, so I remember, and we all had to do jobs at the ashram, selfless service. So I was in the bookstore, which was perfect for me. And I think they align the jobs to kind of challenge you and also kind of align with you as well. 
And so I could read the literature and read all about the ashram and Muktananda and Gurumai and Nityananda and, and, um, and help people as they came in. And there was this big walkway, this, this huge, they called it Dakshin Kashi, in the middle of the ashram. And it was massive with beautiful trees in the center and then grass. And then the walking path was all under the trees around it would take about 30 minutes to walk around one way and you always had to walk in one direction i think it was counterclockwise no it was clockwise <laughs> yeah i remember now and the sun was rising one morning i'm 20 years old it's like 5 a.m 4 30 a.m something like that and i'm watching the sunrise and all of a sudden it's like i had this epiphany that all the love that I've been searching for out in the world from this outward kind of awareness of that love always comes in from the outside, all of a sudden that flipped and I realized, no, wait a minute, all that love is already accessible in me and it should be going out the other direction. That's right. That's <laughs> beautiful. I agree this, with that. Yeah, and this really strong feeling of self-love, like I'd never felt that before, that I didn't need anything external, that it was there already and I could access it. And that was huge. I think that was the pivotal point that just changed the trajectory. <laughs> you know, you hear about these things and I think that was it for me, for sure. And then my love for yoga just kept developing, especially meditation as well, mm -hmm. um, doing breath work, moving the body, because you just come into the sense of connection with yourself. Yoga means union. It means connection. And so just really cultivating that strong inner connection allows you to connect with your world and with people around you. Yeah. Um, I love with yoga how every time you come to your mat and that was a real hard thing for me to accept a little bit because I can be a little bit competitive and so it was like every time you come to the mat you're such a different person and it's about <laughs> your journey and your mat and that was that's what changed for me my love of yoga because it was like oh it's okay if I can't you know get in that move today maybe my body's you know I've overdone it or whatever. And I loved the mind body connection with the breath. Your personal space too, right? Connecting with your personal space is awesome. Yeah. 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 I, I quite often mention during my classes when I'm teaching that our yoga mat is a safe place that we can continue to return to, to work things out. Like we work things out on our mat. It's kind of like a canvas in a way we're painting this picture of whatever's going on in our lives at the time like you mentioned and um, energetically we're releasing things we're bringing things in so there's a lot of like creativity almost that's happening on our mats yeah according to where we're at in our lives yeah yeah, absolutely. And I think we're all in different places. So, you know, that competition kind of leaves at that point where it's like now, like there's times I've done yoga and I've had my eyes closed the whole entire time. Cause once you get used to some of the moves, you don't have to 
look anymore. Watch as much the instructor, right? So for me, I I love that because then I am I can't be anywhere else except for on my mat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're also having an internalized experience as well. Yeah. Which is really a beautiful part. It is. Practice. Yeah. And so you teach half a yoga. Do you do any yin yoga or kundalini or any of those other forms of yoga? Here? I do everything. <laughs> <laughs> I started learning hatha yoga, but my real, uh, the first teacher trainings that I took were all yin yoga teacher trainings. So I took a 300 hour online yin training um, I lived on Bowen Island at the time, and so, and I had younger children, so just the idea of going to a school and leaving the island and trying to make that happen just was not computing for me at the time, so I, I opted for an online yin course that was quite extensive, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> my father had just passed away around that time as well. <clears throat> excuse me and my husband asked me you know because I was in pretty deep grief and he asked me well Leah what is your burning desire you know for the rest of your life because you're you're almost starting this new life without your father and um, I said I want to teach like I want to teach yoga I've been a practitioner of yoga for you know since 1993 <laughs> and I think I started taking my yin training around 2017 around that time and so uh, I took that extensive training and then I took a short 50-hour yin training with Bernie Clark in Vancouver so I spent a week in Vancouver and did that live um, training with Bernie Clark and Bernie Clark is He's like top on the list for, for yin um, training and teaching. He's a lovely, lovely fellow. He lives uh, on the Sunshine Coast now. And um, <clears throat> so that was my yin introduction. And because I was going through such a heavy time of grief, my mother passed shortly after my yeah. father passed as well. So <laughs> I, in the period where I was at their bedside was probably about nine, no, it was about five months in total of just being in the hospitals with my parents, like combined. Um, so I, I, I went into a place of burnout after that. My adrenals were fatigued. I had a really like debilitating um, back spasm which just took me out. I, I, no, I was bedridden. Um, I couldn't touch my toes. And it just, that was just the depth of my grief. And I had to go through that journey at that time. Um, so doing yin yoga was the only form of yoga. And for someone who's used to practicing every day, that was a bit of a yi. So <laughs> the yin yoga, before I took the training, I was actually practicing with a teacher on Bowen Island, and she would just let me cry <laughs> in the class. <laughs> Yin yoga, you're holding the poses for longer periods of time. So there's, you're not moving fast, 
you have time to contemplate and process what's happening on the inside. And uh, so the tears would just come, you know, and I'd be in these poses. And then during Shavasana, when we're our, you know, final resting pose of the class, I'd have big puddles on either side <laughs> of my, my mat, just from the tears coming, my teacher would just let me be in my process. Nice. She knew a little bit about what was going on, but she didn't try to, you know, she didn't put a tissue box close to me or anything. She just let me be in my process. And I always remembered that, Beautiful. that I felt like I was held, but at the same time, she gave, she gave me space to just go through what I needed to go through. And so over time, just doing yin yoga, I was able to work through Beautiful. the adrenal yeah. fatigue and uh and the grief a lot more beautiful yeah. good for you yeah yin yoga is very beautiful can you explain um sort of like the differences between like hatha and yin and vinyasa and the kundalini yeah. and <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i love them all but you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so hatha yoga you'll get into a pose and you'll hold the pose for about five or six breaths. So it is very strength building. It builds a lot of heat through your core. I don't know if you've been in warrior two pose, but you're, you're very activated through the legs. Your arms are out to the side. There's a lot of cues happening, like lowering your shoulders, drawing your navel center, and you're just holding in the pose five, six breaths, and then you'll switch into a different pose. So there are many poses in the class, but there are little pauses in between each one, just to give a little bit of space and for you to really settle into the pose and, and you start to develop that strength and feel comfortable in the poses over time. Vinyasa is you're taking all these poses and you're linking them with breath. Breath is pranayam. So you're moving, say you're in warrior two, as you exhale, as you inhale, you reverse your warrior, and then you inhale and you're back to warrior two, and then you exhale and you're in extended side angle. So you're working with the breath with each pose to create this flow and what this does is it creates this beautiful sense of cohesion in your body and mind because you can't really think about much. You're focusing on your breath. It's one move after the other. And so it's a bit faster paced. Yin yoga is the slowest that you can go. You're on the floor mostly and you're holding the poses for anywhere between two to five minutes each. So if you're doing a pose where you're doing one side and then the other, usually you do a couple minutes or a minute and a half on one side and then the same on the other. If you're in something like child's pose where it's just a singular, there's no two sides to it, you could be there for five minutes and just really just... <laughs> yeah, it, it can be intense sometimes, yeah. <laughs> depending on the pose, right? right? And your the feel of your body. Yeah. I like... Yeah. I like it all, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it gets deeper into the joints and tissues as well, yin yoga. So you can really increase your flexibility more with yin over time. I find that that's a really beautiful 
um, gift of yin yoga and also that time to have more contemplative time because sometimes the poses when you're holding for that long you can reach kind of a little bit of uncomfortable feelings <laughs> and so your mind is like okay when do i get out of this pose how long has it been and blah 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 it just goes monkey mind gets activated and so you need to work with that as well and return to your breath and just stay calm and this also teaches you to in times of adversity in your life you're kind of retraining your nervous system to be able to catch yourself take a breath and and get into that place of calmness so that you can work through these more challenging times in your life and right. um that's that's uh yin yoga in a nutshell and <laughs> kundalini i love kundalini and my kundalini training i took a hatha it was a meditation breathwork hatha and kundalini 200 hour course in 2020 during the pandemic um there's this ashram and a center in india called the sattva yoga academy and i've been wanting to go there like in <laughs> in real life because the teacher um there i just really resonate with his name is anand merotra and um so it was on my bucket list i'm just gonna go someday and take the 200 hour training because they didn't offer anything online but during the pandemic everything jumped online yeah <laughs> yeah nobody yeah. could go to the center so they said okay let's just put the trainings online so i was just so happy and i took the 200 hour um which also gave me my my hatha and the kundalini and the meditation breath work so kundalini you're working with your energy body in yoga there's all these different sheaths of layers around the body you know like the bread body the um and the energy body and then you know and it just goes out i don't have them written down here <laughs> but the energy body is the prana maya kosha oh yes and the bliss body is after that ananda maya kosha <laughs> that's where we want to be in bliss. yeah you, you're trying to get to the ananda maya kosha yeah <laughs> bliss body and yeah. that's very yeah. tied to the the um the prana body which kundalini focuses on because once you link in with the prana the bliss will follow so we do a lot of breathwork practices the reason why i love sattva um yoga academy and what they're offering is that it's very feminine i find it's a very feminine practice what they're doing it's not so masculine like the kundalini yoga from yogi bhajan which mostly everyone is familiar with that this is a himalayan version of kundalini yoga there's different versions of kundalini yoga so the himalayan version is very linked in with the goddesses like Kali, um, Durga, and um, there's a lot of chanting, you know, like sometimes mantras and chanting and little chants with like, with like finger movements and you're changing mudras and you're chanting and you're doing stuff like this 
over and over and over. It becomes quite repetitive, but in that repetition, you kind of create this vibration within yourself that just, just it's, really like it's it. incredible. I just had an opportunity to take a class of Kundalini. I was we had a retreat, and I had <laughs> I I was it was amazing. We did the Satanama, yeah, and just the energy that you felt in your body from like not only yourself doing it but also the energy all the the sound in the room was just it almost sent chills down you because it was so beautiful yeah I I really loved it I was like I need to find somewhere to practice this because this is (laughs) amazing amazing energy yeah the satanama is is beautiful that one and the chanting and using your voice a little bit more. A lot of us are a little bit timid to express ourselves and using our voices in classes. And <clears throat> that's the sole reason why I still like to ohm before mm-hmm. and after. Not all of my classes, but most of my classes we ohm. And, but the Kundalini class in particular, we do a lot of chanting, a lot of extra ohming. We have, we have a very beautiful closing chant to the class as well. Nice. So you get that sense of expressing yourself. And, and we can be quite blocked in this energy center in the throat, Vishuddha. And so that is an important part of yoga as well. You have this internalized experience, yes, but you also need to have some form of expression in your practice to free up anything that feels stuck you know Mm -hmm. so kundalini and also with my kundalini classes we do about half of the classes breath work and kundalini practices and then the other half is movement so we have that aspect of moving our bodies getting some you know some circulation through the body we're not just sitting the whole time yeah. <laughs> and doing the hardcore stuff so it's actually quite gentle and, nice. and welcoming and um i'll have to check out your your site online yes and, we will and, yeah and, i would really i really did like it it resonated so much with me when i was there and i think because i was in that particular spot and everybody was there for the same reason it was easy to do the ohms and things like that and do the fastanama yeah and it's amazing so that's great that you do offer it in your studio because i'll be we'll 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 have to go and try you out there (laughs) yeah Yeah, i have that class specifically online just because during the pandemic because it's so breath heavy yeah like a lot of breath work and pranayama i just felt a little bit like ooh, let's not be (laughs) together in the same room on this one and so I've just continued to have it online because it is, there is a lot of breathing Perfect. and some people do still feel a bit sensitive about, about that when they're mm-hmm. in groups together. Um, but online, this is my Perfect. yoga wall here, <laughs> my living room and it's cozy and fun. So that's an option. And then if you are at home, you might not feel so self-conscious about, about chanting or doing some of the some of the things that we do <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah no I I love it all I think I've I think I've had a class and just to well I've done all of those classes that you just talked about plus mm-hmm. yoga nidra which mm-hmm. 
is kind of like yoga, but it's kind of more like a meditation and inward, right? Like you're not flowing or moving. You're just sort of working, but it's a beautiful practice as well. I just, I love, that's one thing. And I'm sure that that's what drew you to it too, is that inner, like you said, knowing that the love is within you and just having that space for yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Very cool. I did yoga when the kids were really young and um and it helped me to get my mind straight because when you're raising kids when they're long, young <laughs> you need that time for yourself and yoga gave that to me when they were young I quit doing it so much um not that I didn't like it but I like to get back into it um then I got into Pilates more so mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so I, I like her and you do we're always trying to find something else that we can do to see what how it's performing with our bodies and mm-hmm. what it's bringing out of us right so yeah very interesting mm-hmm. your studio is beautiful by the way oh thank you yes yeah. and we had a pleasure of going in there and experiencing um your studio and um you know i really enjoy it the, it's so calm there yeah it very calm in your back there's, there's good actually. vibes in there yeah. yeah it's very peaceful and and uh, I'm grateful that we have that in Camrose being such a small town. Yes. yes. To have this opportunity to go and take part in that. And then, you know, some of the other things that you bring into the studio as oh, well. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 That sound bath was spectacular. It really was. It was really amazing. <laughs> and we are coming back. Yeah. I already signed. We, yeah, we're going we to- already signed up. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, they're coming back. <laughs> so which is great because i i think it's so nice that you provide this opportunity for people to have these experiences that they might not otherwise have so yeah yeah. so what else do you provide can you tell the listeners if they're in and around cameras or they maybe want to pop in what what Mm. services you provide at the studio or, or online well right now we're just offering the yoga classes, like the, the all of the yoga classes um, have some element of hatha, vinyasa, a little bit of breath work. And we also have the yin classes. Um, the kundalini classes are online. And on the weekends, um, one of the other co-owners, Greg, he teaches uh, remotely for now because he has another location where he lives and he has a studio there so what happens and what we're trying that's new right now is that while he's away we're going to live stream him almost like we're beaming him into the studio <laughs> to, um, to teach his classes so if anybody wants to have that studio experience they can because he'll be on the the uh, the big screen <laughs> teaching live from his location right nice. so beautiful yeah beautiful so it just it's gives a wonderful him a idea yeah it's because we're we're living in this age of technology now which is just it's really opened up mm-hmm. and especially during the pandemic everything jumped online and now we're kind of weaving that in and we continue to weave it in every one of our classes has an online option to it so you can take all of our classes from home or you can come into the studio and take the classes and so by beaming greg into the studio (laughs) it's a little bit of a different take on it 
but uh, he has a camera that like through zoom he, he can see the people in the studio they can see him after class they can also ask him questions beautiful so we're just taking advantage of technology and making it work for nice. our studio because we can yeah well <laughs> and, I, and I think that's beautiful yeah, right beautiful. i think we need to embrace all these things that things. are out there and and yeah and then it gets it out to even more people yeah which is right because some people might not have that opportunity to come to the studio so having it remotely oh it's beautiful online and in person is wonderful and people are catching on to it more and more all the time which is a, yeah. it's about time too <laughs> you know it really is but I mean we're always going to have the old school that we like to I like to go in into a studio too I think it's yeah. just the feeling of being there and meeting yeah. people and the instructor and you really get a hands-on with that too it's beautiful so it's nice you offer both mm -hmm. to people but not know. everyone has space at home or they have children or maybe their dogs <laughs> or cats <laughs> climb all over them and yeah. Yeah. Why do um, <laughs> I hear that a lot from people saying I just need to come to the studio because as soon as I roll out my mat at home the dogs are all over me. The kids are crawling on my back. So it just doesn't work. For no, me. It's, they, it's like they know. Okay, we got her in one place. Alone yeah. <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. And oh. then also once a month, I lead a short meditation on the last Monday of every month. Um, it's kind of a continuation from... 2020 when I led a 21 day online meditation. We went for 21 days every morning at 8am. And, um, and so now kind of that group, and whoever else would like to join, it's just a free class, like the last Monday of every month at 8am. And wow. it's the sattva meditation practice, which I learned um, during my my training. And so what we do is we just do a little bit of breath work and then we sit and meditate and then we chant the Gayatri mantra three times at the end and then we wave at each other and say goodbye. <laughs> well, that sounds beautiful. That's generous too. That sounds really beautiful. It's really quite sweet. Um, and I, I've meditated for many years and, and I did the Vipassana. Um, I don't know if you've heard of those Vipassana courses, but they're like a 10 day meditation course and they don't call it a retreat <laughs> because you're actually working very hard during those 10 days you meditate for about 10 hours a day wow for, for 10 days in a row wow that's that's huge <laughs> that is huge yeah. Yeah. so i did about four of those and then i also served one as the female manager so i was in charge of about 30 women who were taking the 10 day course. And that was an experience I that I will never forget because all these women were going through their process. Some of them wanted to escape. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's a silent retreat. There's no speaking. Nobody speaks to each other. So we're passing little notes, you know, in the hallway. And, um, you know, just, I was just very in tune with all of the women and I would report anything that they were having issues with to the 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 assistant teacher uh, who was leading and just making sure 
that everybody would come into the meditation hall and then putting on the evening discourses and answering questions during the break time and stuff like that. So it was really intense, but a really valuable experience for me as far as just, I don't know, just holding space for for people in their process. <laughs> yeah, I and I, th I think that's so important because and, and interesting, like I, I bet it was an amazing experience because I don't know that a lot of people could, could and would have difficulty being silent for that right? many hours. Yeah, because that's, that's our nature is to like as much as we need to have the voice because we need that aspect. We that reflection and stuff that you get from silence. I love that. So oh, it's beautiful. I can imagine that sounds like an amazing experience. It does. You'd really have to have time to do it, don't you? Yeah, it's it's challenging. I will say that. And um slightly more on the masculine side of things because you're you're sitting for really long periods and you get very sore and yet you're you're sitting through it. You know, and so there's this dialogue between the brain and the body that's quite loud sometimes. Yeah. Um, but again, just finding that internal experience and just and being still. Um, I was linking that to the meditation that I learned from Sattva in doing the breath work first, mm -hmm. because I find I found over time that the breath work first before meditation really helps me settle in to the meditation a lot easier than just sitting like just getting to your cushion and just and just sitting there <laughs> <laughs> it just gives you a transition it kind of stirs things up a little bit and then you can close your eyes and just feel everything settling and in that settling it just feels like there's more calm there's more of something kind of holding you down, you know? Beautiful. So there's there's so many flavors of meditation and many people have experienced different types of meditation, even guided meditations or mantra meditations or, and you just have to kind of find what works for you. And for me, the breath work is just like, it's like your thing. <laughs> just makes it it makes me want to go to my mat every morning and and do that little practice it's like 20 minutes every day and it's just perfect yeah so that's that's what i share in those monday nice. meditations and if anybody's interested they can just pop yeah. me a message or oh, come to the studio and ask about it. I'll put you on the list and send you an email <laughs> <with> instructions. <laughs> perfect. Thanks. Perfect. Because, you know, people have to know these things, especially in our area. Yeah. What you do, uh, it gives them an outing as well. And um, people are always looking, I find, for something else to entertain them and, and give them that calm and the bliss. The bliss yeah. is what they're looking for, right? So... Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Especially in this area, we need lots of it. We really do. Yeah, yeah. for sure. No, we definitely yeah. do. Yeah. So so, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> we'll be back anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and, we um, and all of these practices, they're they're not they're not a form of any religion or you know, um, it's not yoga is not a church or anything like that. And sometimes I feel feel especially in this area there's a lot of um religious people 
and that's wonderful you know everybody's doing their thing and um sometimes i wonder if if there is kind of a question mark around well is it some kind of like what is yoga is it is it a, a cult or a, <laughs> is it part of some religion or organized religion i mean there are hindu overtones to the mantras and sanskrit is a very ancient language um, that that refers to deities and gods and goddesses but all it's all energetic like all of these gods and goddesses are just aspects of ourself like kali she's your your fiery you know like when you're ready to just rah you know <laughs> that fiery element in the body and durga is that strength you know and then all the other lakshmi that feeling of generosity of opening your heart of giving of receiving and so they're they're meant to be qualities of ourselves that we're already embodying just by being yeah and i think you do what resonates with you because in for myself anyways the way that i practice anything is that if it doesn't sound right for me or fit for me i either find a word to exchange for yeah god or the universe whatever yeah. whatever it is that doesn't resonate with me yeah. and i fit it in or i just make space for it and just allow it to flow through and just sort of okay i'm you know yeah because i think that's yeah you know part of it too but but it was so awesome can you tell everyone where they can find you if they want any information about you the studio sure um we're at studio www.studio9yoga and studio nine nine is written as nine n-i-n-e studio nine yoga.ca and you can email us at info at studio nine yoga.ca <laughs> and my name is leah marie serna and um uh i'm at the studio tuesdays and thursdays during the mornings like until about 1 1 p.m and then wednesday evenings i'm there and so any of those classes you can pop in you don't always need to sign up it's nice oh. to know how many people are coming to the class okay. but if you are in the neighborhood feel free to just pop in because i'm there anyway and we open the doors in the mornings 15 minutes before class and now that the cafe is open it makes it a little bit more accessible for people to drop in especially for the noon classes because the front doors are open from noon to eight Perfect. and um we just we welcome everybody well. oh it <laughs> doesn't matter what your background is or what shape size it just we work it in we make everything accessible and um and we're welcoming it's comfortable it's easygoing <laughs> perfect well we're so so grateful that you could join us Very and that much. we make some space for us here and we'd love to have you back on again if you'd like to talk more yoga or i know you're into some other things too the ayurvedic and so we'd love to have you on to discuss that and we're just really grateful that you could we join really us are. we really are i'm honored that you asked me 
and I'm looking forward to seeing you again and anyone else that's listening looking forward to meeting you as well okay beautiful perfect <laughs> well I hope everyone enjoyed this and hope everyone has a magical week and we will see you the next we time we sure will thank you